Well, hello there, and welcome to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We're so happy that you're here today. Ah, that's good, Joe. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. I turn on my computer. I go online. Welcome. Welcome. And my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. In a city where everyone's looking for someone, Joe and Kathleen have discovered the best way to meet someone (gasps) is to never meet at all. We just email. It's really nothing. I don't know his name or what he does, where he lives exactly. What? couldn't possibly be the rooftop killer. What they don't realize. What is that? What are you doing? You're taking all the caviar? That caviar is a garnish. Is they already have. Just Joe Fox, I'm in the book business. I am in the book business. In life, they're at odds. She's beautiful, but she's a pill. Online, they're in love. Do you think we should meet? Warner Brothers presents a modern-day romance. Tom Hanks. See you later. Don't worry about a thing. Meg Ryan. From the director of Sleepless in Seattle, you've got mail. I would really appreciate it if you would just go away. I brought your flowers. Oh. GVN presents Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. Today's binge... You've got mail. Welcome once again to Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. We hope this finds you and your family safe and sound. But I imagine by now you're probably looking for about any means you can to escape. And if escape is what you're looking for, you're in luck. We happen to have around 30 minutes or so of escapism for you right here at our Coffee Binge Bookshop. Yes, the Coffee Binge Bookshop, where learning professionals are here to help you. I'm your humble clerk, Martin, and let me introduce you to your hostess. She's the story to my life story, the first chapter and eventually my last, my lovely wife, Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Why, good morning, Martin. How are you today? I'm... Fine. This, it says right here, I'm fine. Yes, I, I, just in case you asked, I was prepared. So Good. Martin is fine. Martin is Though I fine. spelled it as I-Z, so that's some it, kind of a well, worse. that's all right. You know what? Sometimes those big words are really hard to spell. <laughs> Glad you realized that. So that's okay, so we're not even going to talk about some of the other words later on. Sure. Okay. So uh, we're doing something a little different this week, uh, you know, because normally we will talk about uh, different television shows that we've binged. But uh, we just passed our 19th wedding anniversary on Wednesday. Happy anniversary, by the way. Happy anniversary to you, my darling. And uh, because of that, we decided that instead of talking about a television show, we're going to talk about our favorite movie. And that would be You've Got Mail. And the funny thing about this movie is, is that we've binged it because we watch it all the time. Right. It's our go-to movie when... For everything. Right. We're basically, For any time we feel the need to... Not ha- or there's nothing else to watch for sure. Right, and of course, uh, also you know as we've talked before, where Kathy will put something on the television so she can fall asleep, 
you've got mail is one of those ones she'll put on there because she has seen it before and because right. she likes the movie. But anyway, so uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, normally I will open the floor up for Kathy to uh, tell us about whatever she wants to talk about. But uh, because of this uh, special chapter, I'm going to let her tell us why it is that she, what is it about You Got Mail that she likes? Well, there's there's many things I like about this movie, but the main thing that I like about it is this is the story of Martin and Kathy, sort of. Um, who met in a chat room, and where we both claimed we had never been before. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so which, which, which you know, this was before... This is before... Actually, I want, we didn't meet in an actual chat room. Actually. No, actually... Um, it was I-C-Q. Get it? I-C-Q. You, you right. Yes, <laughs> yes oh. I, I, yeah, I understood. Oh. And if memory serves... I think I had put in there uh, on my profile. Yes, thank you, my profile, that I was looking to talk to someone with a sense of humor who is fairly intelligent because I was attracting all kinds of, uh, pardon expression, uh, crazy. Right, yeah, <laughs> crazy folks who uh, would immediately start obsessing about you the minute they talk to you. So I was trying to delve in a little deeper and. I, I was getting some responses from that particular, you know, profile. Thank yeah. you. I <laughs> said so that word keeps escaping me. I was getting either the people who were trying to be humorous to the point of acting insane, or I was getting these people that obviously were rocket scientists, and that was a little more intelligent than I was looking for. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you would fit right in the sweet spot between both of those. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so uh so what why did you decide to chat me up there? Well, your profile first of all said that you were looking for somebody who's intelligent and had a sense of humor. And I funny was looking for that same thing. And truthfully, you know, when I started talking to people online, it was more for the entertainment of it all. I thought it was very interesting to try to talk to people from other countries and because I didn't know their language. Well, I was and from Arkansas, so that was just about almost like another country. Very similar. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, that was the whole thing. I thought it was quite, quite exciting. So um, anyway, so I started talking to you and then I didn't want to stop talking to you because it was... I said, oh my gosh, I'm talking to myself. And I love myself. So perfect. <laughs> yes, that was because I And I remember that you had to break away during the first time we were talking because you had to take the girls to, I think, like a horse riding lesson or yes, something like that. Yes, I bought them horse riding lessons for Christmas. I think we did it for maybe a month or two. And every Sunday or Saturday. I don't remember. It was a weekend day. That's one of those... Uh, Squirrel <laughs> kind of things we kind of got off the track, oh. but but it was but but, but it was true. Yeah, I know, and it was true because because uh, I remember telling you uh, that I would holler back at you uh, when you came back. I thought that was hilarious. Right, I was like, "What's that holler? He's gonna holler back at me." Well, I guess. Remember. See, and of course, I was never very smart about this whole thing, you know, because people would tell you, "Well, don't tell them your real name. Don't tell them where you where you actually live or where you really work." I wasn't smart enough to not do anything that I told I told her that I lived in Arkansas and I worked, and at, Walmart. worked at Walmart. Yeah, uh, I was like, I, I was like, nobody, I, know, I was like, it was nobody's gonna lie about that crap. <laughs> See, and, and, and right, it never occurred to me to lie about anything, uh, and so I didn't. 
and I and I truthfully I didn't talk to that many people online except for people I knew. And that was kind of like the Zoom at the time, as far as being able or to or texting, have, or, yeah. or more like texting, except for I, you know, the, instant messaging. Yeah, really. instant messaging is all it was. AOL. So whatever. anyway, getting back to you, got mail. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, I forgot what we were talking about. Right. Okay. So, so of course there are similarities between that, whereas you know they they met, uh, except the only difference is is they were exchanging letters. To uh, America Online for anybody who still well, remembers. Well, email, right, email. Right. They were. It was. It was well, still same, same. I mean, same kind of thing. But basically, they were writing full. Right, right. Full emails. Things, right, right. Through, uh, through America Online, yeah. where uh, America Online is not even a thing A-O-L. anymore. Yeah. yeah. It, well, I think they still. I think you can still. I think they still have email addresses. Oh, is that still a for sure a viable? Yes. Uh, email account. Absolutely. Sure. You know, I say on their case, it would say, you know, you've got mail whenever mail would come in. Right. I forget exactly what happened on ICQ. That told you that just ding, the, the middle like it was a it was a, it was like it was wasn't a ding it was a it was like or I don't I forgot what the noise was that was the sound <laughs> I said I, I knew it was something like that but the minute you logged in I mean it would immediately tell me you know like if Kathy was online it would immediately say so and then I would know whether I needed to hide or not uh, but what <laughs> okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of a chat here later on. I can see. Okay, so uh, now was that the main reason besides the fact that the movie is funny as as heck, and of course it has Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan who are some of our favorite. Of course, Tom Hanks. I like Tom Hanks, and generally speaking, almost anything he's in. Uh, same thing with Meg Ryan for the most part. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about You've Got Mail. It was released in 1998, written by Nora and Delia Efron. It was inspired by the 1937 Hungarian play Paltiumare by Miklos Ladlo, and it was uh, adapted in 1940 to The Shop Around the Corner, right. and then it was adapted in 1949 is in the good old summertime, and as anyone who knows right now, a good story is worth being retold again A thousand and again times. And again. So in this Except case... Except for this is the best adaptation <laughs> of this movie ever, ever, ever. Okay. I absolutely love it. Okay, okay go ahead. now, I forget, you. did you tell me that you did see at least maybe bits of... Uh, yeah, the, the 1949 yeah, version. Yeah, the shop around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so now, they were like pen pals kind of thing? I think so. I, I, honest to God, I don't remember. I tried to put it out of my mind. Yeah. It wasn't you got mail, that's all you knew. That's right. Of course, like I say, in this case, you got mail, like I said, it was told the story of two people that met online and were basically chatting back and forth, but didn't realize they were actually business rivals in, you know, in, in the real world. But anyway, so as we said, Tom Hanks stars as Joe Fox and uh, You've Got Mail, and he is uh, actually third in line in the Fox book empire because uh, his grandfather is still alive, who's actually the, I guess, the owner of the company. His father is still alive. Yeah. And then uh, Joe. Basically, Fox Books is kind of like the Walmart of chain bookstores. Whenever they move into a city, all the little mom and pop stores end up going under because they just right. can't compete because of the buying power more than yeah. anything else. Kind of uh, like, like the Barnes & Noble. Right. And, so, and Meg Ryan is a small bookstore owner who uh, inherited her bookstore, the little uh, shop around the corner from her mother. Uh, so she's trying to keep her business afloat when she hears that the big bad chain store is coming as a competitor. So uh, who else was in You've Got Mail? Jean Stapleton. Uh, love her. Uh, Edith Bunker. <laughs> uh, great actress. Uh, said 
thing that she's not around anymore. But man, she's awesome. And yes, yeah, so, uh, she played uh, Kathleen's mother's best friend. Right. But she also worked at the store, uh, kind of yeah. as a surrogate mother to Kathleen. Yeah. But she's also kept the books. Right. For the she's store. the bookkeeper, and missed by all, I am sure. Uh, you know, she played in Michael too with uh, John Travolta. Yes, she did. Actually, she was closer in Michael. I forget she was. She wasn't crazy in Michael, was she? No, no. She was just an old lady who had, right. had who had prayed for um, a miracle, uh, and uh, Michael, the archangel, came to help. And John her. Travolta showed up. Yes, which was Mike was Michael the archangel. Not that we digress or anything Again, like that. <laughs> as usual. And then, of course. Dave Chappelle, who's one of my yeah. favorite comedians, he's so and he has, he has the he's a, I wish he had more more to parts do in this in, movie. Yeah, 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 because he was funny as it's that. A, and it's actually you know because generally speaking, Dave Chappelle for the most part is tendly, uh, tends to be a little uh, raw. Yeah, raw. <laughs> right. Uh, not in this movie, uh, which proves he can do whatever he yeah. wants to do. Well, no, it, yeah, because uh, yeah, he was good though. Yeah, he was, no, it, he was it, good. I like loved, I said. Uh, um, even taking away the raw edge to him. Yeah. Uh, no, he was fine. Like I said, right, he needed more to do in this movie. Uh, Parker Posey plays uh, Joe's... Patricia. Right, girlfriend <laughs> at the time. Patricia Eden, Eden Books. Right, and uh, Patricia's a little self-centered, uh, which to her way of thinking is why she's with Joe, because she thinks Joe is self-centered. And in some ways, Joe is, uh, mainly when it comes to his business. Because as far as right. he's concerned, business is business... Personal is personal, and there's that, no... There's not a mix of those two things. Right. It said, so whenever he, you know, takes over your thing, it wasn't personal, it was business. Steve Zahn, who... Uh, I like Steve right, Zahn. He He's... plays uh, George Pappas, who is actually worked at Kathleen's store. Uh, and again, he doesn't, another guy who doesn't got a lot to do, but he's funny when he's, he's does funny, it. Yeah, I love <laughs> right. it. that thing you did. He, he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in, um, Modern Family. He was the next door neighbor of the, um... Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> that great. Um, but, but he was great in that thing you do too. He was kind of funny. Yeah, I love that. that too. That might be another movie sometime we talk about. Oh yeah, Another sure. Tom Hanks thing. Um, Dabney Coleman played Tom's father, uh, Nelson. Greg Kinnear was... At the time was Kathleen's boyfriend Frank Navasky. Navasky, uh, who was a newspaper journalist. Yes, the greatest authority on on uh, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. Right, and it was in love with this typewriter. Yes, the the Olivetti. Well, I forgot which one it was. Uh, the gunshot. <laughs> um, here, just report electric. <laughs> report. I forgot what it was called, but he says. As in gunshot. It's, you know, and it's funny because in the beginning of the movie, he's t- trying to tell Kathleen, you know, what does technology ever do for you? And she said electricity. He said, well, both of the his typewriters that he was so in love with were electric <laughs> typewriters. <laughs> yes. Well. I mean, it's not like that's still technology, whether he wants to believe it or not. Because he, yeah. he kept telling her that her laptop, that, that's not your friend. Yeah. He said, well, neither is that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that terrible typewriter you have over there. But anyway, so hey, you know what? I learned on a manual typewriter in middle school, and be, because I went to a middle school that had um, that used to be the high school in the area, and so we inherited all the home ec and uh, all the technology for our for middle school. So we got to have those classes that normally they didn't have in middle school, and uh, I learned on a, uh, an electric. I mean, on oh. a, a manual typewriter. Okay, so this is like one of those cast iron. Yeah, man. Shabam, bam, bam. <laughs> And you had to you had to beat the house out of thing to. to... I, said, I took typing class and got an A in it, and 
there's no way in hell I deserved an A in that class because whenever the teacher was not looking, I was two finger typing it. Whenever he turned around to look at me, I put my hand on it. He never saw my fingers move because well, I couldn't do my it. My mother actually taught me how to type before I ever took typing class because my father bought me a Corona electric. Uh, portable type uh, typewriter that was orange and it had a racing stripe on it. It was the coolest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And he bought that for me when I was probably 10. Your father because, was always ahead of his time. Yeah, because though. I, and, and he also brought one of his phones from work home that had all the buttons on it. And so I would be, I would be taking care of business at my, at my house. And I was a teacher and a businesswoman all the time. Uh, was this uh, when you were handing out, uh, Restaurant tickets to people no, for the meals. I was meals. much younger then. <laughs> I was doing that stuff when I was like four and five and six. So as far as the plot to You've Got Mail, the theme was with Frank. Uh, they were living together in New York City. Of course, like I said, he was a newspaper writer. She ran her bookstore, but she had taken to uh, exchanging emails with... Of course, at that time, they one of the rules they gave each other when they met online no personal right no personal information they weren't allowed to say what they did what their name was nothing that would identify you so they could just talk so she used the name shot girl and he used my152 that was their right. online name my152 yeah 152 <laughs> pockmarks on his face <laughs> okay okay you're jumping ahead there. <laughs> okay 52 people that think he looks like Clark Gable <laughs> 152 felony indictments. Right. <laughs> 152 <Do> shot glasses. <laughs> 152 insights into my soul. <laughs> okay. Oh, stop well, it. how can I compete with that? <laughs> okay. So, anyways, Joe has an unusual family. He has a aunt who is 11 years old, uh, who is his grandfather's daughter, Annabelle. Uh, he had, his father just had a child with a um, with his new wife. Well, well, uh, I was, not well, yeah, wife, but soon to be supposed to be soon to be wife, uh, Matthew. So, uh, which was his half brother. So he was taking his aunt and his brother out for a day at, on, at New York. Uh, and part of that, when they were going around, is they saw Kathleen's bookstore because she was about ready to do story time. Yes. So uh, they go into the bookstore so the kids can. Listen to the story. Listen, listen to Kathleen, who was the story lady at right. her store. Uh, so then they're looking around, and Joe's looking at books. Of course, he is a book uh, guy, so he's looking at them. Uh, but he's talking to Kathleen, and Kathleen mentions her fears about the new bookstore coming in. And, of course, that's Joe's bookstore. Right. So when he realizes what she's saying, he doesn't tell her his full name. He just tells her that his name's My Joe. My name's Joe. Okay, she was like, all right. And then um, Matthew is uh, sitting on the countertop because they're getting ready to leave, and he says, F-O-X. You can spell fox. <laughs> so what else can you can you spell? Cat? F-O-X. <laughs> so, so Joe immediately says, uh, Annabelle, take uh, um, Matthew. Matthew over here and don't listen to anything. Right. So look at this dinosaur book. Wouldn't you like to read this dinosaur book? And whatever you do, very nice yeah, book. yeah. Whatever you do, don't listen to anything I say. Right. And how much was that dinosaur book? I, I, we're going to take that dinosaur book. So anyway, so they end up leaving the uh, leaving the store, and and I'm not exactly sure how long further along where they meet, end up meeting again at a uh, party for a publishing for a book publishing. Only then does she realize who. Joe was. Right. 
because the guy who they were having the party for says, hey, I can't believe you're over there talking to Joe Fox. She said, Joe Fox? Yeah, you know, he's going to take over everything. <laughs> so she goes back to him at the party and says, okay, hey, your name is Fox? He says, F-O-X. <laughs> said, so were you spying on me? What'd you do, rent those kids? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the kind of person that likes to buy the children's affections. <laughs> right, so because she thought for sure that he was spying on her. He said, so, and of course... Unlike Kathleen, who uh, has trouble expressing herself when she's mad or at someone, Joe doesn't have that problem. So when she accuses him of spying on her, he basically lets her know and says, I'm sure, yeah, I'm really concerned about your little bookstore that has 30-something thousand in sales or whatever. Uh, and, of course, she wonder, well, how do you know that? He says, because I'm in the book business. She says, no, I'm <laughs> in the book business. So need, uh, needless to say, their first or their second face-to-face meeting doesn't go so well. But in the meantime, they're still chatting with each other online right. and things are fine. But, uh, you know, of course, when once Fox Books opens, just again, just like it tends to happen in most places when the chain store moves in, the small businesses start to suffer because, you know, especially in this case where, you know, it's new. So everyone, all business is going into Fox Bookstore and she's losing business. Okay, so Kathleen is concerned about her bookstores so finally she decides to do what they had agreed not to which was was to ask one my152 for advice so he asked her uh, if he could she could get some advice from him and of course his first thought was that she might be asking about some kind of romance thing that she was having trouble with a boyfriend or whatever and so but so he asked her he said okay is this about love all the while going uh please say no please say no <laughs> And she goes, isn't that cute? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, he's asking, she's asking for help for her business. Of course, Joe is a businessman, so he's great. Okay, he starts uh, cracking his knuckles, getting ready, getting ready to type. So Joe tells her what? She needs to go to war. Right. That this is not, this is business. It's not personal. Right, and, th- th- and that's pretty much Joe's mantra for business. He's saying it's not personal, you know, so the... Whatever you do, and keep telling yourself that if whenever you start to feel yourself, your nerve. you lose your nerve, right? Tell yourself that it's not business. I mean, it's not personal. It's business. Right. Okay. So uh, she takes his advice and starts holding rallies and uh, interviews and basically disparaging Joe and uh, Fox Books any chance she gets. Right. And well, of course, Joe doesn't realize that he was talking to Kathleen when he was telling her this, so he's a little stung when she's uh, Kathleen's. Basically attacking him. Right. Uh, though, of course, you know, he says, it's not me, it's the business. Right. The, even though, you know, she's doing all these things to try to drum up right. sales. Nothing happens. Yeah, it's, it's really not doing any good. So finally, she decides she wants to meet Joe. Excuse me, mm-hmm. in Wi-Fi 152. So they arranged to meet at the cafe. So, and all the entire while uh, Joe was heading toward the cafe, he brings Kevin with him. And he's doing everything he can to kind of talk himself out of doing it. Uh, you know why? Why am I compelled to do this? What am I doing? Uh, and of course, <laughs> Kevin's initial thing keeps saying is, uh, "She could be a real dog." <laughs> uh, so of course, by the time they get there, now uh, Joe's all psyched out. So he asks Kevin to go look in to see what she looks like. You're pathetic. Right. So he goes in and looks. Uh, and of course, he kind of teases her, teases him initially because he sees a really pretty girl, but uh, wasn't the one he was looking at. But he basically ends up telling, him, "Okay, it's Kathleen." So Joe says, well, of course, all Joe knows about Kathleen is she's been disparaging him and Fox Books now for a while. So he's not meeting her. 
Right. Uh, so he's going to walk away. But he ends up changing his mind, going to the cafe, and they have another confrontation. Because they don't, I mean, again, they're, they're business competitors and they don't get along. Basically, Kathleen is, uh, Kathleen holds it more against Joe and Joe feels the need to defend himself more than right. anything else. It's not that Kath, Joe has anything against Kathleen or her business for that matter. Right. It's just she's in the way. That's as far as he can Pretty concerned. much, right. Uh, my steamroller's coming and you just, right. you're, you're, uh, <laughs> either get out of the way or I'm rolling over top of you. Yeah, said uh, so. Anyway, so that was another face-to-face that went badly. As far as Kathleen understood, NY one five two didn't show up. Correct. And he didn't make make. He didn't. I mean, he was trying to make nice with her. Right. He had, but again, because she's kind of bitter and understandably so, because it's At all him. she knows right. is is, is that she's he's running her out of business. Right. And even though he would sit there and tell her that hey, it's business, not personal, right. she considered it very personal because that's her mom's store. Right. So eventually, so eventually, the story just can't sustain itself. So they're going to go out of business. Now, once that happens, Joe's feeling kind of bad because he actually likes Kathleen. Right. So he's going to. He decides that he's going to attempt to try to build a friendship with Kathleen now that she's no longer at the the bookstore. So he starts out by visiting her at her apartment when she's not feeling well. He brings her flowers. Sure. Okay, so uh, right after that, he keeps finding ways to bump into her and to, you know, basically get to know her. And she gets to know him. And, right. and they get to be uh, friends. And a pals. Yeah. Uh, and so much so that they get to talking about MY152. And then right. that's when he starts teasing her about what the one the 152 actually means. Right. And if he's married or he probably has kids or he's got a bad complexion or whatever he may have. And of course he's sitting there telling her that she needs to ask him why one five two about this stuff. And she goes, no, I, we said we weren't going to do that. Right. He said, well, so you don't know. So go ahead and do it. So she asked. And of course, She's asking him, so, right. so he's got a nice little balancing act going here, where he's telling her, "Go ask him about this," and then when she asks him, <laughs> so he'll, and you know, so basically, she asked him if he was married, and he's asking, "Well, how can you even ask me that? Right. You, don't you know me?" So when they go, when Joe goes back to her, he goes, "Well, she didn't, we well, didn't answer the question." <laughs> he said, "Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, he did. He." He nailed me. He knew exactly what I was trying to ask. He said, "Well, he didn't answer the question, did he?" He said, "Well, no, he didn't." So. Eventually, like I said, as their friendship builds, it finally comes to the point where MY152 sets up another meeting with her. They're going to meet at the park. And at the same time, Joe sets up a meeting with her earlier in that day. So he meets with her and then tells her that... He basically primes her for the fact that he he really likes her. Right. And he and basically, that's basically what he told you. He said that I wish... That you had not been the you know the shop around the corner. And I, I had been Fox Books, and we never would have had a fight. And I would have met you somewhere, you know, right. and then I would have immediately called you and asked you for coffee or whatever. Right. We might have been together then. He said, but you know, it, if if only. Right. So anyway, but she has to leave because she has to go meet My One Five Two. Right. So she leaves and comes, puts on a uh, another dress. Like I said. Uh, Kind of, really that's really something that's, no, I just think it's funny. No, I just it's think it's funny. Yeah, I just think it's funny because again, it just brings back the idea that when I met you, you had to change your clothes three times. <laughs> that's, well, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know, but I think it's cute. Yeah. So anyway, so she's in the park waiting for MY one five two, and Joe ends up coming in around the corner. And she sees him, and she starts tearing up because she really had hoped 
Joe was in Y152 or vice versa. Uh, so, and of course he was. And they kissed him and so, oh. <laughs> and, and, and it was, it was a good movie. Uh, it was we, great. And of course now, as we said, there's a whole bunch of great lines in this film. So I'm going to, and kind of in homage to the recent quote trivia thing we had on Geese Five Nation, I'm going to give my wife some different quotes from this movie. And be honest with you, I'm going to be really disappointed if she can't tell me. I want her to tell me who said it and what was the situation they were in when they said it. And she's going to know this stuff because we, we basically, we, you know, we, again, we were talking about binging. We probably binged this movie more than any other <laughs> thing there ever was. Uh, so I fully expect she's going to be fine. You ready? Yeah. Okay. First one. I'm sure you must be late for something. Volunteering at the Henry Street Settlement or rolling bandages for Bosnian refugees. Who okay, said it? Okay, Joe said that to Jillian. Okay, and why did Jillian, uh, why did, wh what was going on when? The, Jillian was dropping off the kids to spend the day with Joe, with my, uh, Annabelle and uh, Matthew. And uh, she uh, said she brought Maureen Nanny along to see if he needed help. And he says, no, no, no I don't need any help. So, yeah. He says, I'm sure you're late. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead, leave. Get out of here. Very good. Next. You were spying on me, weren't you? You probably rented those children. <laughs> that was Kathleen to Joe at the party um, for uh, uh, one of the guys that just uh, published a book. And uh, he was talking about uh, why he was in the, her store the couple days before or whatever with those kids because <laughs> she <laughs> thought he was those kids you're, right. you're spying on me i thought you were, i am in the book business i thought you were so cute <laughs> oh <Excellent. laughs> yeah very good okay next maybe he's fat yep he's fat he's a fatty <laughs> 152 um, <laughs> that was when they were talking after um uh they were talking about him on the internet, why he's ne she's never met him yet. Yeah, basically that's it. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, they got into the 152 thing before. Yeah. But yeah. right, she was trying to figure out right why they hadn't met. Yeah, that was why they yep. hadn't met. Very good. You don't care. He weighs. <laughs> he's one of these guys that has to be removed from a, by his house with a crane. No, you don't care about that. She says, no, she says, no, I don't care about that. He's, he said, he said no, no, that's just ridiculous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's a tricky. See, I'm late. Random House fired Dick Atkins. Good riddance. Murray Chilton <laughs> died, which makes one less person I'm not speaking to. Vince got a great review, so he'll be insufferable. Vince is who they went to the um, party for. So, tonight, pen, dinner. <laughs> yes. Who, who said it? That that was Patricia to Joe. The first day, the, that's the first time you see Joe getting on the computer to talk to Kathleen, right after she leaves. And she's going... Present. Hurry! <laughs> right, and right, and that was the precursor to the dinner party where right. he met. Where he saw Kathleen, and they found out who they actually were. Right. Okay. Just like I said, I'm, I don't think I could have fooled you. I, mean, I thought I might have got you on that one, but <laughs> no. There's, I, I really think, honest to God, honestly, if I hadn't seen this movie six hundred times, I, I'm probably not being truthful. It's probably more than that. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. Perfect. Keep those West Side liberal nuts, <laughs> pseudo-intellectuals. 
Readers, Dad, they're called readers. Mm -hmm. Don't do that, son. Don't romanticize them. That was uh, Joe's father, Nelson, I think is his name. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he was talking to him about how he had just bought out uh, the uh, Manhattan City section. I forgot what yeah, name Yeah, City section. City yeah. section uh, of some book. book uh, I, you said, I think it might have been City Books. I'm not for sure. City Books, that's what it was. Yeah, it's a, but he bought it for he their store. It, yeah, he bought, he bought out their, their whole section of um, uh, whatever. Anyway. So right, yeah. uh, uh, that was... Course, right when he asked how much he paid for it, said, Well, it probably didn't cost as much as that. This, <laughs> this, this terrible mohair sofa you had. It's now all over my suit. Okay, I, I pretty much knew there's, <laughs> there's no way I, I'm gonna be throwing one by you here, but let's do just a couple more. Uh, let's see. Technologically speaking, the world's out of hand. Take the VCR. The whole idea of a VCR is that it makes it possible for you to take what's on television while you're out of the house. But the whole point is being out of the house is so you can miss what's on television. Radio. I've heard, I've heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. Now that's a medium I can get behind. Okay, so who said that? Frank Navasky said that to Sidney Ann when he was on the TV interview with her. When he was slobbering all over yeah, himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh... See, see, this one, I, I know you know this one because we, we talked about the Olympia Report Deluxe Electric. Report, as in gunshot. Who said that's, that? That's Frank Navasky. And what's he talking about? He's talking about his um, a, a typewriter that he brought into another typewriter, exactly the same typewriter he's already brought into Kathleen's apartment, and he just brought another one. Right. He's because he's showing her this one. she said, don't you have another one of those at your apartment? one you wrote an article I'm, about. Said, I might. <laughs> and then, so, what's and your then, so what's your point? <laughs> and then the girl um, that's... Uh, gonna do a book signing after her book is published when she goes into uh Kathleen's shop um shop says she's talking about Frank and says, You know, the one that's so in love with his typewriter <laughs> That nut from the observer. Yeah, that nut yeah. She she called me a yeah, nut. nut. That was not what she was worried about. She said, That's not the point. Right. point she, she thinks, thinks I, my business is in trouble. So why would she think that? Okay, yep, uh, I I knew I wasn't gonna get anything by you there. <laughs> not, not as often as we've watched it. Too, too much, yeah. If you want to see you've got mail and you never have, and shame on you if that's the case, you can, I believe, it is on Amazon Prime. And you can see it. Or, if you can't see it there, if you just come by the Sexton household, probably almost any other part of the day, you might find it at it's our, already our, on. Right, you might just look through the window, you'll see it on our TV. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn the volume up, we know you're there. Uh, but anyway, so... Uh, that <laughs> and and you know we don't we we have it on digital we have it everywhere you can find in this house and then one day I was at the store and I was like oh it's in the three dollar bin I'm gonna get it yeah and I don't know why I did it I don't know because it was I just bought it well, I that, had to buy it yeah. I, I said where's my movie you're you're an impulse buyer anyway so I, mean, I know but I had to have like I said nuclear reactors five. On it sale. might have been five it, <laughs> <Nuclear> been, <laughs> it was a, it was Nuclear reactors are on sale. I need those. Can I have two, please? I might need one from the upstairs and the downstairs. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, that's You've Got Mail. And uh, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us go back in time and talk about uh, our lives that now do, you, you probably are really ready to escape by now. <laughs> uh, but uh, we thank you for listening. And we will catch you on our next episode of Martin and Kathy's Coffee Binge. This is Martin. 
And I'm Kathy. And we'll catch you next trip around. Bye. Bye.